everyone, and welcome back to Crossroads Minute. A podcast where we analyze the 2002 Britney Spears vehicle Crossroads one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's Minute 41, which I have beginning with Ben counting some money. Mm-hmm. Which is also what the last minute ended with, right. but that makes sense. It takes a lot of time. And I have it going through Ben being very unhappy that some other dude is dancing with Lucy. I started stopping my minute two seconds early. And does it match up now? Uh, I think so. Good. I have my last thing that happens is a guy starts dancing with Lucy. Okay. So I think we're two seconds off and it's only mattered like three times, but I think I've corrected. I've course corrected. Excellent. So he's counting money to a rap song that is playing gently in the background. And I do mean that at that adjective or yeah. that adverb, I guess. This is the entire vibe of this whole scene is so sleepy. It's very sleepy. Like, so the song, and I know you're going to tell me about the, the song here in a minute, but it's got two lyrics. The lyrics are, shake your ass, watch yourself. Right. And... Show them what you're working with. I mean... Oh, okay. I didn't notice that, that I think one. that's a corollary to the second line. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, shake your ass, watch yourself. Sure. Shake your ass, watch yourself. But yeah. it's like super sleepy. Like Lucy and Kit are dancing together. Kind of? In as much as you can dance to this song that is so not a dance, I'm so confused. It's also only playing on like, I think it's playing from like the DJ's laptop yeah. speakers. Because it's not playing over the whole system. It's so quiet. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a vibe of everyone go home. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this song is called um, Shake Your Ass. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> It's by a, a rapper named Mystical, which okay. uh, in the minute zero, we talked about how you don't know who Mystical is. That is correct. And that's actually not going to change because I didn't actually look up look up like who Mystical is. Okay. Um, but this song was the first single from his fourth album, which was called Let's Get Ready. It was released on July 18th, 2000, and it peaked at number 13 on the Hot 100, number three on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart, and number seven on the Hot Rap Songs chart. And it was number 68 for the Billboard year-end Hot 100 chart for 2000. So it was in the top 100 of the songs of the year, according to Billboard. Okay. Um, and then I found this. In March of 2002, Mystical was sued by Steve Wynn, the creator of the Cajun In Your Pocket keychain toy, who claimed that Shake Ya Ass bore many similarities to his product. Do you know this product? No, that w I was trying to decide where to start asking questions. Yeah. And I think, what is my first question? My, my follow-up question is, what? Right. <laughs> Both great questions. Let me address the... F I'm going to address the second one first. So the Cajun in your pocket keychain toy, I guess, it was a little thing that had three buttons that you press a button and it says a, a phrase. Okay. That, that's it. Cajun a Cajun-ish phrase? phrase, like, oh, buy you. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't, yeah. But, so I can see, or I, I found a YouTube of someone basically just pressing each button. I see what they're talking about. If you weren't listening to him say clearly, shake your ass, watch yourself, show him what you're working with. Okay. I could see it sounding like the first thing you press, the second thing you press, the third thing you press. Okay. I can see it. I don't know if the lawsuit was successful. I didn't see that. Um, I think it's... 
I think it's a wild lawsuit to have made because it's it's only the very very brief, like the a brush, a light brush on a busy walkway of a similarity. <laughs> like I see what he's talking about, but that's about it. This reminds me of I'm I don't know if you remember, but I'm sure some of our listeners might. Uh, Cocky Gate. Okay. Which yeah. happened, I think, maybe a year or so ago at the time mm-hmm. of this recording. May yes. have been a year and a half, two years, where a, a romance author tried to trademark the word cocky. Right. So that no other authors ever could use the word cocky. Right. Which, D- I, I repeat, I, I'm going to revert to my previous questions. What? Right. It's also kind of like the um, Blurred Lines thing, which got sued by the estate of Marvin Gaye. Okay. Um, For having a song that had a feel like one of Marvin Gaye's songs. Okay. And they won. Well, the lawsuit. This is the Robin Thicke blurred lines? Yeah. Okay. It uh I can't think of what the Marvin Gaye song was. I it wouldn't sounds... If it's not Let's Get It On, I wouldn't know right. it anyway. It's I think it may actually be from that album. Okay. Um I've listened to it. Again, I get what they're talking about. I don't know that you can well, I mean clearly you can. There's precedent, but like I think it's wild to sue someone for a sound like it has a similar vibe to it basically that's wild i would say on the scale of of ridiculous things to do cocky gate is the the highest because that's a that's just a word (laughs) right that's just a word that you didn't make up it's right fine it's not don't do that yeah there's there's no intellectual property there then i'd say the cajun in your pocket because i'm like i get it i see what they're saying I think I think you could easily make a mystical shake your ass keychain toy. Sure. And then third, I would think that the blurred lines thing is ridiculous. Um, but that's just because of, of my own sensibilities about like music. Sure, <laughs> sure. I have a follow up question yeah. to the Cajun in your pocket thing. Mm-hmm. Why? Could you find anything about like why they did that? Yeah, like what is the point? Um, novelty, I think. I think it's sort of like, I think the thinking was, um, Billy Bass, mm-hmm. the wall hanging, the fish that sings. Yeah. What if you had that, but it wasn't a fish and you could fit it in your pocket? Okay. I mean, my dad, when when I was growing up, my dad had this little, like, I mean, it was basically a soundboard, but it was a little yeah. box that had like 12 different sound effects. There was like a laser and a different laser and then another different it was it was a bunch of laser laser sound effects uh-huh, yeah 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 um there were like some pew 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 ones and some zap 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 ones sure. and yeah you know right. laser sounds yeah and it served no purpose i don't know why he had it right my brother and i used to take it off of his dresser and chase each other around the house with it and with it until my mom yelled at us to stop because it was annoying as fuck sure i mean it was really she, like she would be like ron take that away and take the batteries out and hide them because it really was just the worst toy. This seems like that. Yeah. And I never understood the point of that one either, except to annoy your mom. I think And it, also your brother. Yeah, I think it like let's say you're shopping in Spencer's Gifts in nineteen ninety nine. You have said all you need to say. Okay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I'm um, I'm gonna try to find I'm gonna try to remember to find the YouTube clip and drop it in the show yeah, notes. I, I found several uh, there were, I found several, but there was one that the, it was literally just the guy pressing one, two, and three. That's and that's the one it. I want. Yeah. 
Then I have Mimi calls Lucy over, but Lucy talks to Ben instead. Yeah, and she calls her over in, like, kind of a weird way. Yeah. Like, Mimi's sitting next to Ben watching him count the money, and she's like, hey, Lucy, come here. Like, like she has something to tell her. Yeah, and Lucy's like, what's up, Ben? Hey, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think Mimi had, I mean, I'm guessing that what Mimi was going to say is, hey, look at all this money we made. Right. But, like, I assume Lucy probably saw the giant bucket full of money. Yeah. She doesn't need to see it laid out on the table to see that it's a lot of money. Right. Then Ben, she asked Ben how much they made, and he says, I had to rewind this like four times and then put on subtitles. I don't know if he had mush mouth or what, but he said it's enough for the car and the trip. Yes, I heard that the first time. <laughs> I, I heard I heard it's enough for the car and the trip. I was like, what? Ben, did you just say trumpet? And the trumpet. <laughs> I got a trumpet. I'm going to play it. Let's I mean, drive. No one drives the cruise but me and my trumpet. Boop, 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 boop. I mean, he is a musician. Yeah. Maybe he needs, he's feeling horny. <laughs> the trumpet killer. Um, that tr- would be, that would be his killer name. If he was in fact a serial killer, right. which we don't know. We don't know that. Um, then I said, how much do you suppose they made? I don't know. Cause what did she say the car was going to cost? 350 plus labor? 350 plus labor. Okay. So, I mean. What's labor? Let's say, let's say 200. Sure. So let's say so, 550. 550 for the car. And then, and the trip, let's say they want minimum 200 more than they currently have. Right. So they would have to have made at least, if it's, a, if it's enough for the car and for them to finish the trip comfortably. Right. Which we'll talk about it in a sec. Oh, sure. <laughs> yes, we will. However, if, if the goal is pay for the car. Yeah. And also stay in a hotel where the bed doesn't break when you sit on it. Right. And, the and, uh, and you know, isn't a field. Right. I mean, I'm thinking they've got to make minimum $200 or... $2,000. Well, I was going to say $200 plus what they need for the car. Like, okay. M- like mi- minimum. So, like, minimum... seven fifty. Yeah. I think they made, like, $2,000. How? First of all, that tip jar appeared to be full of mostly ones, right? Okay. Yeah. I didn't really look at the bills, I guess I didn't but look. I would assume that it was mostly ones and fives. That did not look like two thousand dollars in ones and fives. Is would you would you buy a thousand dollars? Better than I would buy two thousand. Okay. A th- I think a thousand would get them get the car fixed and have them able to comfortably finish the trip. You know, maybe they're not going to be getting, you know, $15 cocktails with every meal, but they, you know, could afford to occasionally get something besides water. Right. I can't wait to uh, talk. I think it's uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, We're going to revisit this. uh, It'll be the it'll be at the end of tomorrow's minute with a vengeance. Oh, I was talking to James Wilcox about the uh, the Crossroads Road Trip Challenge Mm -hmm. uh, where we spend a week only spending how much money you allotted them. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I don't think it's, well, I don't think it'd be possible for either one of us because like... Electricity and stuff. And well, yeah, and like families. Oh, I meant just for ourselves. Like, like yeah. you and me. But I also mean, it would be... Oh, you mean like we should take a road trip? Oh, that, that, I feel like that's the easiest way to to mm-hmm. sort of uh, hermetically do the, the, the challenge. We're going to fly to Georgia. Yeah. And then road trip... To California. To California 
in 2002 to make sure that gas prices are reasonable. Oh, we should book the, that new time travel airline. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, that's a plan. Time air. That's not a road trip, though. No. Time travel airline. We need to we need to book the time travel rental car company. Oh, okay. Because that's a road trip. It's called Time Car. Time Car. I like it. Okay. It's it, it's not a great name, but that's that's the name that it is. Oh, it's a it's a Time Air subsidiary. Cool. Yes. Okay. So. So I don't think that there's any way that Britney Spears' cover of "I Love Rock and Roll" could possibly have made them as much money as they all seem to think that they made. Right. But let's pretend that it did. I'm now wishing that I had examined what the stacks of bills were. Because if, yeah. if there's a one on on the majority of the stacks of bills, then they made like $500. I, I looked but and it, I, I didn't know. notice them being clear enough yeah, okay. for me to really notice. Okay. But again, I wasn't specifically looking because I didn't rewind after I realized that I should have been specifically <laughs> looking. Um, Lucy... Gets so excited that they are quote unquote rich. Yeah. She says, we're rich. Right. Which, I mean, okay. Um, and so she hugs Ben. Yeah. Oof. This, 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 this hug. went on in my, this, this hug has gone back in time. And I have an embarrassed high school memory of this hug. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. This is not like an, oh my God, this is so exciting impulse hug. This is. She wraps her arms around his neck. He buries his face in her hair and I think probably sniffs it. Yeah. And then when she pulls away, she's got her hands like on the back of his neck. Yeah. This is like a relationship hug. This is like a a date hug. I had to rewind to make sure that they didn't do that thing that that people sometimes do in movies. Oh, like the the Jim and Pam after Chili's, uh, the Dundies episode where... I remember the episode. I don't... She's drunk and then she hugs him and kisses him. Oh, okay. Um, and he's like, uh, but the, the trope of like, we're so excited. We're so excited. Kiss because we really want to kiss, but we have been sort of inhibiting ourselves. Right. I had to go back and make sure they didn't do that. No. They didn't do that. They didn't. I a little wish that they just had, and it had just been maximum awkward as opposed to just like B plus awkward, which is somehow worse. Yeah. Her. (laughs) So here was my issue with it. I was even I was fine with him like being really into the hug. Yeah. Like okay, he's clearly into this chick. She hugs him. She he just saw her perform yeah. in a powerhouse performance. Yeah, I get it. Sure, I get it. When she pulls back the placement of her hands. Yeah. Like if I'm hugging a friend, I don't pull back with my hands on the back of their neck. Right. Like kind of caressing like the spot under their ear with the palms of like the, that that's a relationship right. move. Right. And so there was that combined with the look that he gave her, which was like, I really want to kiss you right now. Right. It, it did not it did not work for me. And I have to assume that it was again I feel like I'm just shitting all over Tamara Davis yeah. in this podcast, but I have to assume that, that was a that was a choice. That if he had looked at her at Lucy like that, and she was just like hands Muppet arming, like, oh, we have so much money, it would have been fine. Right. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I should be putting the onus on Brittany to not put her hands in an awkward place. But like, okay, because for me, I think the confusing thing is who is pursuing whom here? And right. it's not that, not that he needs to pursue her or she needs to pursue him, 
but it sort of feels like there's a weird power seesaw going on yeah where it's like who likes whom and who is being coy with whom right because it's it's switching it doesn't have to be that there's one and one but sometimes it's one of them and sometimes it's the other and it's it's not staying the same and that feels weird to me and there this are... feels like a, a a point where the seesaw is horizontal and there are so <laughs> few of those moments yeah. that when they happen it's jarring yeah and that's why i feel like if i were directing this and I saw this filming, this particular shot take place. I'd be like, okay, Brittany, don't do that with your hands. <laughs> Ans- I'm fine with Anson looking at you the way he's looking at you. Yeah. He's been looking at you that way since the minute he saw you. Right. I need you to not get it. Right. M- remember how at Waffle House, he was like putting his arm around you and you were just so focused on your calculator that... He may as well not have even been in the room. Right. Let's do that again. Yeah. yeah Remember I mean, how it didn't work before? I need it to. I need. I need it to work now. <laughs> if this was the same position in the plot, but on the other side of halfway. Okay. Like this is sort of let's call it a third through the sure. movie. If it had been at the two thirds through the movie point, sure. And this had been the part where they're like, "Oh wait, we have feelings for each other." Yep. That's where I'm fine. Where it's like, "Oh, my hands are placed where, and his eyes are doing what, and he's sniffing whom, and sure. whatever." That would be fine. But since they're going to not do anything about this for a good long time, and as far as she's aware, he murdered someone. <laughs> correct, and we've forgotten all about that. <laughs> right. 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 There's also... Money does weird things to people. Yeah, it really does. (laughs) I think there's also, when she pulled back, even if she had had her hands in the same place and they had this awkward relationshipy hug, if she had pulled back and they had shared the moment that he was having, it would have worked. But she didn't seem to be aware of what was going on with him. Right. That's just how she hugs her friends. That's just how she hugs her friends. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Like there was no like moment of eye contact and then looking away like, okay, well, we just made it weird. Right. There was none of that. And there needed to be that for this to work for me the way it was done. Henry's confusion about what was going on makes a lot more sense. You know, it really does. And you know what? Later on this week, <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about how much more, how much Henry's confusion makes sense. Later right. this week. Yep. Okay. Um, um let's move on to the to the last bit of this of this minute. Yes. Um Lucy asks Ben to dance and he says they should get out before people find out they're underage, which is a, a, a hiccup that I that hadn't occurred to me at all. But yeah. which suddenly I was like, Oh my god, yeah, they could lose their liquor license. They need to get out. Right. Remember all those people who were like, I think it's past their bedtime, they look like children? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think people have already figured out they're underage, Ben. And then um, Guy, I called him Guy. Um, I asked, called I called him some dude. Okay. Um, asks Ben if Lucy is his girl, and Ben says no. Now, I have information about Guy. Mm-hmm. Guy some dude. Sure. But first- It's an old family name. Yeah, yeah. The, the <laughs> Connecticut some dudes. Uh-huh. I have a question. Yes. I was watching this, and Kristen was in the room. Okay. And I was like, ugh, at- is she your girl? Mm-hmm. No. And Kristen was like, what? I think it's a... I mean, at least he asked. Which, okay. That's fair. true. It's gross that he asked Ben, basically, if he... I, my feeling was... Kristen's thing was, he asked if she was with Ben. Yeah. 
my thing was he asked if Ben owned her. Right. That was my take on it was, hey, that belonged to you? Yeah. He didn't say that belonged to you in so many words. I'm going to split the difference here. Okay. Because I, I agree with Kristen that, you know what, at least he asked. Right. I do think that, hey, are you guys together or is she your girlfriend? Right. There are ways he could have phrased it that would have been a lot less, you got a collar on that? <laughs> right. But... I think as we move into the next minute, I lean more on the side of you where you are because clearly what he meant was, do do you own her or can I have her? Right. Now, Ben said no, and that's good. That's true. I'm glad that Ben didn't say, yeah, back off. Although, as we'll see in a second, that, yeah, that's maybe, that maybe would have avoided a problem. But I also would have loved to see Ben... I think a 2020 version of Crossroads, uh-huh. Ben says, no, she's no one's property, something, something, something. Yeah. He says more than just no, and then walks the guy, saunter yeah. off to, to go whatever. Yeah. Um. Anyways. I agree. So this guy um, is uh, named Brandon Henschel. Okay. Um, He's a dancer. Oh. He has, really? Yeah. He has oh. worked... No, yeah. <laughs> uh, he has worked in as a choreographer trained in classical ballet, hip-hop, jazz, contemporary, Broadway, and more. He okay. has helped train celebrities for their dance roles, including Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3. Uh, when In Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire goes through a dark phase. Okay. And he does this, we- it's a weird, like, tonal, weirdly, it's a weird toned, like, dance where he's, like, cool and, like, Picking up ladies. I think I saw that when yeah. he's like walking down the street. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's like, he like is like cool and emo and whatever. Yeah. Um, apparently Brandon Henschel choreographed that. Okay. He you al- know what? I'm, this is making sense though. <laughs> he also choreographed Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh. Um, I think there's a dance scene in that where they're trying to stab each other. Yeah. It was like a, I'm pretty, if I recall the scene, it was like a pretty hot tango. Yeah. Where they're, like, part of the reason it was so hot is because they're trying to stab each other. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he, he choreographed that too. Okay. Well, he's come quite a long way from his Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and also whatever he's doing in this movie days. Let's see if I can think of, so Spider-Man 2 came out in 2003 after this. Okay. I think Spider-Man 3 came out in 2005-ish. And okay. I think Mr. and Mrs. Smith is around that same time, maybe yeah. 2006. Yeah, because I saw, I saw Spider-Man 3 in the theaters with Kevin and his family for his brother's birthday. Right. And I remember watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I think I went to see it with my mom and my cousin in the theaters, but I remember watching it shortly after it came out on DVD with Kevin. Yeah. I think we got it from Netflix back when we got CDs. Right. So DVDs, right. That's what I meant? Yep. DVDs. Kaylee calls them all CDs, and I've kind of accidentally adopted that. Fair. Yeah. Um, his top three, uh, 500 Days of Summer as a dancer. Okay. This, and 13 Going on 30 as a dancer. Okay. Um, I didn't see it anywhere, but I'm imagining he was probably one of Britney Spears' dancers. Oh, probably. I didn't see that said anywhere, and it feels like that's one of the things you say. Yeah. I actually fell down a rabbit hole because he's married to this woman who was in this uh, 2000 uh, girl group called uh, Dream, I think. Okay. Um, And I, it was like, 
They hit number two with a song called, like, uh, He's Just Not Into You or something like that. And I was like, of the Hot 100? I've never heard of this song. Yeah. And, like, uh, Puff, it was like Puff Daddy, they did a private audition for Puff Daddy and he signed them to the thing and they did all this stuff. I was like, I've never heard of any of this. Anyways. Then I was yeah. like, I was like, oh man, I'm gonna write all this down. And I was like, this is not pertinent to what you're talking about. <laughs> and so, yet here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Um, so then uh, he starts dancing with Lucy. Is the last thing. That's yeah. all I had for for uh, um, Brandon Henschel, who plays okay. guy some dude in in Crossroads. Okay, I'm gonna say we should do some social Let's do media. Social media, yeah. Okay, uh, we are on Twitter at Crossroads underscore Men. Individually, I'm on Twitter at Unabashedly Aaron. I'm at Unabashed James. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network. They are on Twitter at Scavengers Net. Mm-hmm. That's all by. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, so. <laughs> I, I had a massive brain fart and I was like, I don't know what comes next. We're going to see what happens with Guy Some Dude. Uh, it's not, I think that we are all clear that it's not going to be great. Yep. In, in like three different definitions of not going to be great. Yep. Um, but. <laughs> Until we find out what he's up to, Aaron? Yes, James. Let's be best friends forever. We will. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.